Welcome to the Poison Investor Podcast. My name is Derek Omoko, and I am your host. This is our inaugural episode. For those that don't know who I am, I am a licensed real estate broker uh, for the past 11 or so years. I'm also a property manager. And uh, the reason we're starting this podcast is to give uh, our listeners an opportunity to hear from some of the industry's best when it comes to finance, uh, to real estate, uh, and pretty much everything in between. So to start off our brand new podcast, our first guest, a wonderful friend of mine and a wonderful accountant, we've got Jeffrey Noun. Jeffrey, how are you doing today? I'm good, Derek. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Yes, you deserve it, and welcome, and happy 2021. Yeah, same to you. Hopefully, it's a better year than 2020. I'm sure it's horribly cliche to say that by this point, but nonetheless, hoping it's a good one. Yeah, exactly. We're all hoping that uh, 2021 is better than 2020. The first five days weren't too bad, so let's uh, <laughs> let's see where it goes from there. Uh we're obviously doing this podcast remotely due to the pandemic. Uh, the topic of our podcast today will be about business and the importance of uh, understanding accounting, essentially. How do you feel so far about 2021? Are you optimistic about it? Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, after the year we've had, it's hard to think we can go any worse than what we've experienced in 2020 from you know every angle, whether that's from a personal life standpoint or from an investment standpoint, um, although some would argue there was a ton of opportunity in 2020 due to the volatility. Um, but I think what a lot of people are pining for is just a return to stability and normalcy. Um, you know, obviously, if you're, you know, the risk-loving type, there was a lot of opportunity to take advantage of in 2020, um, whether that be in the stock market, in real estate. Um, but I, I think, you know, having stability in the market is definitely a catalyst for you know, investment by the general population. And it's definitely something I think we're all looking forward to. Yeah, I'm optimistic. I I, I believe that we, we saw, we weren't really ready for what 2020 had to offer us. If anything, we know what 2020 was. And now with 2021, we have an opportunity to at least have a better version of, of uh, what 2020 was. So, you know, I, I think there's tons of opportunity, especially in the real estate market, especially on the condo side. Um, I think you can still get some pretty good deals. Uh, the, you know, single family freehold side of the uh, real estate industry is, it's booming. It's in, it's going incredibly well. But even there, I think there's still lots of wonderful opportunity uh, this year. And it just comes down to, of course, as you said, how much risk you're willing to take. And, you know, that's something that you'd have to look into further, of course, with, you know, the two types of or, or industry guys like ourselves, an accountant, one, and of course, a real estate broker. Uh, tell me a little bit about your business, Jeff. I, I've known you a long time, but uh, yep. for, for our guests here, tell us a little bit about your business. Yep, sure. So I'm a CPA. I've been licensed for a good number of years now. I started my career off with the big four accounting firm. So if people aren't aware of what that is, um, essentially, it's you know it's your large public accounting firms um, where a lot of people go to cut their teeth in the early parts of their career. Um, eventually, moved out of the audit space where I started off there into tax, which is where I specialize now. 
uh, mainly Canadian corporate tax, um, and mainly focused on the asset management industry. So certainly very uh, relevant to the investment slant of the podcast here today. So I, I know a lot of people get into the real estate business for different reasons. They get into property management for different reasons. Why did you decide to become an accountant? What what was it about it that 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 uh, you know allured you into wanting to get into the industry? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, if I have to be honest, starting off, it was just uh, a field that made sense to me. You know, in, in school, I was certainly someone who well, I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do once I entered the workforce, and accounting just happened to be something I stumbled into in high school and carried out into university and then into a career. Um, you know, it's certainly a challenging profession to be in. Um, and I don't mean that from the you know the standard way everyone would say that. Um, there's definitely a lot of challenges that I didn't expect uh, entering that uh, that specific industry. Um, all that said, you know it's going to be a lot of hard work, but I definitely have learned a lot doing that. It's definitely taught me a lot about you know both the technical side of things and also a lot of soft skills that I think are very valuable uh, to anybody in the workforce. So I, I guess overall, what attracted me was you know, perhaps motives that didn't actually align with what reality was. But in the end, I'm happy to say that, you know, I'm very glad of where I started out and what it's helped me become now in terms of the knowledge I have on things that I normally previously had zero interest in knowing, you know, things about how best to manage your finances, um, how the stock market works, how investing works, um, how unscary it actually is when you understand it. And really how simple it can be once you kind of understand the workings of it all. I was certainly someone early on in my life where you know, I didn't even understand the concept of what interest was, you know, when I was a teenager. Whereas now, you know, all these things are just common sense to me. And, you know, from a financial literacy standpoint, I'm very glad that they are things I've learned. And I think it's things that, you know, hopefully we can talk about a little more on the podcast to spread the knowledge. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and in our, you know, future podcast, we'll definitely speak, you know, we'll get more in depth on, on all of this. But it's interesting because my my route to getting into uh, real estate was basically because my father uh, has been a realtor for now almost 35 years. So I, I'm a second generation uh, realtor. So, you know, I didn't have to do uh, too much you know, heavy, heavy thinking or heavy lifting, mental lifting to get to the conclusion that I wanted to be in real estate because I've, I've been around it my entire life. So trying to forge your own path and try to find something you like is, you know, both something that that's exciting to do, but, you know, stressful to be able to oh, find. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. I mean, uh, I definitely don't come from a line of any accountants. You know, I'm first generation in Canada and if anything, the you know the hopes and dreams of my parents were riding on me and my sister to make something of ourselves because you know they're very blue collar folk. My parents, um, so you know to have a you know quote unquote professional job and career is definitely something that my parents aim for. And you know I, I'll be honest and say that you know there was you know that 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 pressure to go into a field like that and maybe accounting wouldn't have been my first choice. But like I said, it's definitely taught me a lot of very important things about how. The world works, and especially how investing works. Yeah, and and that's that's why we we bond so well because you know we're both first uh, generation Canadians. So you know we've got parents that that weren't born here, and you know there's a lot of learning to be done 
Um, Absolutely. You know, when when you are first uh, generation uh, Canadian. Yeah, and, so and I think that's probably the best, you know, um, advertisement of what we're trying to do here. It's the fact that anyone can learn this stuff. It doesn't take a genius. As to a certain extent, a lot of it's just common sense because at the end of the day, this is, you know, the markets, how all this stuff works. It's just human behavior and human motivation. So the, I think the quicker people understand that, the faster you can absorb how all this stuff works. No, and that's, and that's beautiful the way you put it. You know, we're regular people who, who didn't have any significant advantages. And we've uh, basically now have an opportunity to, you know, give back the knowledge that we have and do our best to try to, you know, b- betray and uh, give you the information that you need. And that's a perfect segue. What advice would you give to someone who is now starting out in their preferred industry as a new business owner? Um, so I'd say that, you know, this might sound obvious, but, um, you know, engross yourself in what you're doing and what you're trying to sell to the, to the public. You know, there's a lot of information out there for free nowadays. The Internet's a great thing, uh, as we all know. So, you know, just know what you're doing inside and out. Know your industry. Know what the common practices are. Um, you know, know who your competitors are, know what they're doing and just, you know, be a sponge for information. Um, if I have to lean into my accounting background, um, obviously, you know, understand your numbers, you know, know where you're doing well, know where you're not. And in my opinion, at least as an accountant, the only place to be able to see that objectively is to have a good handle on your financial statements, you know, knowing what your numbers look like, um, and having that done well. You know, uh, unfortunately, accounting is a place where, you know, there is some mystery to it and maybe isn't um, the most common sense thing to the average person. So to the extent that isn't your forte, you know, look into hiring a good accountant, someone who you can build some good rapport with and treat them as a business partner, because that's what we are, essentially. You know, we're here to help your business succeed. And to the extent that communication is open and clear, the the better that relationship will be. Yeah, no, I agree. And. You know, I, I look back to, you know, when I first started my career in real estate and the first, you know, two, three years, you're still learning and figuring out all the tax implications of, you know, of, of what you should be writing off and, uh, you know, how you should be doing your taxes. So it's it's so important that, you know, before you start, you know, playing the game, essentially, you need to learn the rules. Because right. if you don't learn the rules, you'll end up or you could potentially end up in a position where you're paying back, you know, a ton of taxes or, yep. you know, you just made a mistake that would be very difficult to recover from. So yep. it's it's so important, you know, to have, you know, an accountant like Jeff so that, you know, you can bounce ideas, bounce questions and, you know, and try to figure out what's the best game plan or strategy that will work for you Uh you know, for your business, not just the first year or the second year, but going along throughout, you know, however long you intend to have that that uh, business going, you know, being a sole proprietor, uh, being a corporation, you know, these are these are all things that you need to consider before opening a business. If it's a real estate yeah. business, of course, or if it's, you know, anything, any business, doesn't matter what it, what it ends up being, you need to have a strong understanding of the tax implications. And as you said, Jeff, you, you definitely need to have, uh, you know, an accountant and look at that accountant as a, a business partner. 
Absolutely. Yeah, I, I guess just to riff off that, you know, um, you know, in a perfect world, obviously, you know, you'd have a professional beside you, an accountant, a lawyer, um, you know, all the things any business needs um, in order to help you out with those things. But all too often, you know, as a sole proprietor trying to launch a business, uh, more often than not, you're everyone and everything to that business. You are the salesperson, you're the bookkeeper, you're the tax person, you know, you're, you're accounts receivable, your accounts payable, you're everybody. So, um you know, I, I don't want to um, alienate anybody by saying that, you know, the, fir- the first step should definitely be go out and pay an accountant. Uh, sometimes it's just not feasible to do that. But again, the information is out there. Uh, be a sponge. Absorb it. Um, it's not as scary and complicated as people might think it'd be. I'm sure you, Derek, can attest to that, being someone who's gone through the process yourself, having to learn these things. Um, so, again, you know, ideal world, having a professional in your back pocket's great. Uh, but yeah. Otherwise, a lot of good information out there that uh, anyone can learn. Yeah, and I mean, for for our uh, you know listeners, we we have a wealth of knowledge. You know, uh, Jeff's been in his industry for you know so many years. I've been in my industry for so many years. Of the eleven years that I've been a uh, real estate broker, four and a half of those years, I've uh, owned my own brokerage, my own real estate brokerage. So I had other real estate. Uh, salespeople and brokers working in my company. So, you know, you see so many different, you know, uh, you know, tax implications and, and different ways to go about uh, running your business that it, it, it really is eye-opening, you know, when you get a, uh, you know, some sort of a return back, you know, from properly running your business. It just, it just makes a lot of sense. You've seen... You know, many different economic climates. What advice would you give to a new business owner on how to weather the financial storm that comes with opening a business in a pandemic? Yep. So, you know, these are obviously unprecedented times. Um, It's really hard to model um, how to go about things relative to, you know, past crises that we've seen uh, from an economic standpoint. Um, You know, the, the specifics of this pandemic are very unique to this situation, you know, it, it's not an overall downturn in any specific area that's caused it. It's the fact that businesses have to shut down overnight. And as we all know, it has a trickle down effect throughout the whole economy. You know, people lose jobs, they have less money to spend that impacts other businesses and, you know, all, all the ships sink on a, on a, on a sinking tide. So, um, I, I guess, you know, the, the best advice to possibly give during a time like this is, you know, I, I would say liquidity obviously is probably the most important thing. Um, to the extent you can stay liquid, um, maybe not take on you know that new investment, uh, hoping to be able to capitalize it during this time. Um, obviously, it's subject to everyone's risk appetite, but generally speaking, to the extent one can stay liquid, the better to weather the storm. Um, and and I, I think that's how most businesses are viewing this pandemic. It is a storm to be weathered. Um, Obviously, depending on what you do, it, it could be a boon for you right now. If you're in, uh, I don't know, the takeout food sector, if you're in the <laughs> the toilet paper sector, <laughs> as we all saw early on this yeah. pandemic. Or, you know? or, or PPE, right? PPE, you know, yeah. there, there, there's a lot of, well, not a lot, but there's a number of industries where, you know, this has been a boon for them and they've been doing quite well. Um, you know, the Ubers of the world are certainly doing much better than the, uh, you know, the clothing stores of the world right now, but 
Um, all that said, you know, obviously, I think st- keep a head above water is probably the most important thing at this point in time. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I think I think it's it's so important to just have you know a good plan. I mean, it, it's almost you, know, you have to look at the pros and the cons, and you have to look at it with a a glass half full sort of look at it, right? Because you're now in the pandemic, you know exactly what to expect, at least from what we've seen from 2020. We're now in 2021, so you can look at that. At least you now have you know some sort of a uh, you know a, I guess a, a playbook, right, to see what happened, and then you can model your business in a way that it can you know stay afloat. Of course, liquidity is at the very top of that list, but also being able to try to determine and see you know try to anticipate what could happen to the business going forward. So these are, you know, all very important. Uh, Jeff, how important would you say it is to have a budget in the first? Oh, it's it's super important. I yeah, mean, I saw how excited you were ta- to answer that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it's table stakes, right? And I mean, that's not even the accountant in me speaking. That's just common sense. If you know whether you're a numbers person or not, the numbers matter. And if you don't have a good a good handle on what's coming in and what's going out. And having a baseline to compare things to, um, you know, you're essentially flying blind, in my opinion. And I think any, you know, any business person worth their salt would say that, right? Um, you know, the, the budget, you know, it, it, it's many things at once, right? It's at once, it's a, it's a business plan. It's also something to compare yourself against. So just those two things alone, I think, are extremely important, right? You need to know where you've been and where you're going. And the budget definitely is, you know, not the only tool in that area, but it's certainly a very valuable one. Um, and, you know, it, it keeps you honest, right? Um, I, I'm sure a lot of business owners out there, you know, they have their hopes and dreams of closing that next big deal and having that windfall fall into their pocket. But, you know, sometimes you just got to model out various scenarios you know what if that big contract doesn't come through what if suddenly one of my suppliers goes out of business and i'm not able to get my hands on what i need to run my business um you know things like that so essentially just having a tool to measure yourself against uh, it's you know like i said it's table stakes it's something you just have to do yeah you know it's funny because in in high school obviously we, we differ in this respect but uh, in in high school i didn't really love math uh-huh. You know, I looked at math and, you know, uh, it, 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 it made me feel, you know, a little bit uncomfortable. You know, I was I was intimidated by it. Uh, fast forward, you know, many years, 10, 15 years. Uh, I, I love I love math. You know, it's <laughs> re- really I, I do. It's, it's incredible. So, you know, there'll be younger entrepreneurs who will listen to this podcast and go, hey, I'm not a math person. Trust me. At some point, you're going to start. Uh, you're going to start to enjoy math because it's the basis for everything that you know. It, it's it's the basis for how you're going to be able to be successful. You know, having a firm uh, grasp on the principles of math, the principles of accounting, will help take you to the next level uh, for your business. You know, yep. for projections, for budgeting, you really need to have that firm understanding because w- without it, you're basically you know playing playing Marco Polo right oh yeah absolutely it's uh it's funny how good of a motivator it is when the math depends on you know your livelihood or 
other way around. Your livelihood depends on the math. Oh, it's a big um, motivator. Yeah. It's a huge motivator, right? And, you know, to your point, yeah, I, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who just did not like math class when they were studying in school. But, you know, the, the, the math that we're talking about is nothing complex. It's if you can add and subtract, you can do, you can make a budget, you know. Um, if anything, the budget's more driven by, you know, just, just common sense, I'd say, you know. Um, you just got to know what what is realistic, I'd say, and I think it's a good baseline to understand what your expectations should be. Um, and you know, the the numbers they they should be second nature to you if you're any business owner worth their salt. It should, you know, if someone asks you what your sales were for the last three months, that should just you know that should be automatic. Um, I remember, you know. Back in the day, watching a lot of Shark Tank, a lot of Dragons Den, and any investor looking for money from those sharks or those dragons who didn't know the numbers inside and out would get torn apart by those guys. And it makes sense. If you don't know your numbers inside and out, then you know that's a really bad reflection of how well you actually understand your business. Yeah, and, and, to, and to a certain point as well, it, it also it's a reflection of how much you care about your business. Because Absolutely. you know this, this at the end of the day, this business is a reflection of you. It's it, it should be part of your life, uh, you know, and, and you should have pride in it. And part of having pride in your business is understanding, you know, the finances, understanding your budgets, understanding, you know, you know where where you see your business going. And Absolutely. if you and and if you don't have that, you know, that foresight, then. You need to go back. You need to have a, a meeting with yourself. Sometimes that's necessary, and say, "Hey, these are the things that you, know, you got to be honest with yourself. You have to." You know, I've had many uh, business meetings with myself several times where you sit down and you go, "Okay, well, you know, these numbers are not where they need to be. You know, we need to revisit them. We need to find, uh, you know, a new plan on how to, you know, meet meet our goals." And that's 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 necessary. And at the end of the day, that all comes back to your numbers. Yep. So we've said that having the right accountant is uh, so important to have prior to starting uh, a new business. Would you agree that a lawyer is up there, if not number one, number two? Oh, yeah, they're certainly up there. I mean, um, I think most business people starting out is probably the first external professional they reach out to just to get you know their business papers, documents, incorporation, however you're setting up your business to get that off the ground. Um and you know, certainly there's certainly overlap between what a lawyer knows and what an accountant knows. But to say that one can do the job of the other would be wrong, just flat out. Um, and it's stuff you need to know. If I were to start a business tomorrow, knowing everything I know from my years doing this whole accounting thing, I would definitely know that I need a lawyer. Um, there's just things they know that I don't. Um, you know, it's like speaking a different language, right? Like. If the whole business world is a bunch of different language, languages you have to understand, accounting is one side of it. But, you know, having that legal acumen behind you, um, extremely important. Yeah, and you've, 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 uh, you've, you've made me think of something else as well. Like, even though it's so important to have, you know, my business, of course, to, to, for a client to have a good real estate broker, it's so important to also have a good lawyer. Because they go hand in hand, the same way it's good to have a, uh, a very knowledgeable uh, home inspector, and the list goes on and on. So, yeah. I mean, to, to to sort of put this all together in conclusion, you're, you're going to need a lot of different people to assist you with uh, achieving the goals you're looking to achieve, and 
of course, you should never rely on one individual professional, but at the same time, you need to understand that there's you know a, a group, a team, if you will, that you're going to require yeah. uh, in order to to meet the goals that you're trying to meet. Yeah, I, I think uh, I just you know while you're saying that, it came to mind. You know, um, you know, business owners need to be honest about what their competitive advantage is. And by competitive advantage, you know, it's it's definitely a very textbook term that I'm throwing out from my old economics uh, classes in university. But essentially, you know, focus on what you're best at doing relative to others, right? If you're the greatest salesman in the world and your business involves selling, you know, item XYZ, then maybe it makes sense for you to spend all your time doing the sales and just hiring out, you know, someone doing the tax filings and having a lawyer look into all those things. Um, because the best use of your time is doing what you're best at, which is selling. You know, if you're a charismatic person who can sell ice to an Eskimo, as the saying goes, then you know that's what you should be spending your time doing, and maybe not wasting your time doing all the routine stuff and hiring that out. You know, once you're able to do that, once you got the cash flow coming in. Um, but you know, if you're someone who just you know can kind of do it all, then maybe it does make sense to have that wider arching understanding and kind of dabbling a little more into the you know, the management of the business in addition to just the cash flow generation of the business. Well, hopefully that makes sense. No, that, no, that's beautiful. It makes a lot of sense. At the end of the day, as a business owner, you're exactly that. You're the business owner. And so you need to be able to understand what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are, as you're saying, just to, you know, just to add to what you said there. You, you need yes. to, you know, also, you know, understand what you enjoy doing. Because this is, you know, a, a, creating a business and owning a business is not an overnight success. It's going to take a lot of time. So it's important that you're doing the things within that business that you enjoy and, yes. what, and what your strengths are. So it's so important that if you're not strong at something to have or, or to be able to recognize and say, hey, I need, you know, to pass this off to somebody else who, who can, you know, bring, you know, beneficial uh you know, knowledge or information to that part of the business that, that you simply don't have. So, you know, a, a big part of being um, an entrepreneur or a business person is uh, being able to look at your look at yourself, be able to, uh, you know, be be critical and say, hey, listen, I, I need to pass this off to somebody else who can do a better job at this perspective thing. And, you know, in being able to recognize and do that, your business will be that much better. Uh, as mm-hmm. you grow it, you know, and, and in the future as you as you move forward. Yeah, no, I mean, in, in my time spent in my career, you know, I come across a lot of very smart individuals and, you know, you obviously try to, you know, try to pick out what made them successful and, you know, what are the personality traits or the quirks or their ways of thinking that, you know, leans towards being successful. And one thing I've noticed is that, you know, the people who are able to acknowledge, you know, what they don't know, faster than others and be able to solve that problem by, you know, whether that be educating themselves or hiring in someone to uh, solve that problem for them, they, they usually tend to be more successful, even though, you know, success is obviously something measured in many different ways. I'm using it very generally here, but not knowing what you don't know is a great skill to have. Yeah, not just in business, but in life as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. This is just general life advice at a certain point. You know, you, you, you got to know when it's, when it's time to just say, okay, well, I'm probably in over my head here. If I were to keep going forward, I'm probably going to do more damage than good. And, you know, no one to ask for help. And 
that alone, I think, is just good life instincts, if not business yeah. instincts. And you know what? There, there's no bad questions. And, you know, I, I go back to the uh, the old saying that if you're the smartest person in the room, then you're probably in the wrong room. Mm-hmm. You know, so you need to be in rooms where you have people who, you know, are not necessarily always smarter than you, but have different, you know, uh, uh, expertise to offer and and vice versa right you want to be in a yep. room where it's cohesive where everyone's learning something you know yep yeah, and that's absolutely. the it's it, that's why i hang around people like jeff right <laughs> there's there's always something and that's why vice versa and that's why he hangs around with me because at the end of the day there's always something to learn and there's that that constant you know evolving of everybody uh because oh, you know, yeah. he knows something yep. that i don't know and and, and vice versa Yep. No, like experience is a great teacher, you know, like I, for me, I, someone who's been doing something for 20 plus years, I'd more readily take their advice over someone who has all the degrees in the world. You know, that nothing trumps life experience uh, because you've seen, you know, every combination permutation of things that can happen in any given facet of life, um, you know, pertaining specifically to business, you know, someone has been doing this thing in their entire lifetime. You know, the advice and knowledge and wisdom they can share, um, you know, it's invaluable. So to the extent that, you know, there is a mentor in your life, someone who, you know, has been through the things that you're going to be going through yourself, um, you know, foster that relationship. Be honest about it, what you're trying to, you know, I don't want to say what you're trying to get out of it because that sounds a little, you know, selfish and self-motivated, but be honest about the nature of the relationship, right? I mean, th- this person can be your friend and, and everything, uh, uh, but, you know, as a mentor, you know, be upfront about, you know, I'm looking to get advice from you on this and hopefully they're willing to share that. Absolutely. Honesty honesty, and, and everything you do is the best policy, right? It's, it's, it's so important. Yep. With that being said, Jeff, I appreciate the time. I appreciate that uh, we've had such a wonderful discussion. We're going to do this again. Uh, In the future, we'll go more in depth on specific uh, business ideas and business or accounting principles as well. So we can give uh, our listeners, you know, that much more, uh, you know, you know, quality information for them so they can use it in their, uh, you know, day to day business and their day to day lives. So with that being said, I'm wishing you a very Happy 2021 and uh, hoping and wishing you nothing but the best uh, going forward. And until we come back again, we thank you so much for listening to The Poison Investor. Bye for now. Bye. Take care. Thanks for having me on, Derek. I appreciate it. And same to you as well. Thank you.